Welcome to the Apostles Houston podcast, and thanks for listening. As a community following Jesus in Houston, we want to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do the kinds of things Jesus did. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, we invite you to join us for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. in Houston Heights. For more information, visit us online at ApostlesHouston.org. Well, good morning. Um, I just, I feel like we are so blessed uh, with our praise team. Uh, I just am overwhelmed by how uh, powerful it is to worship Jesus together uh, every week here. And uh, so I just, I wanted to say thank you again to, to the team and to Ryan. And we did miss you guys while you were gone. I'm glad you're back. Glad you all are feeling better. The whole team is feeling better. Um, but I, I just, I'm really grateful. I never want to take that for granted. Uh, so praise God for that. Um, <clears throat> this morning we're, uh, we're shifting, we've been in the Psalms, and we're shifting gears to talk about giving. Um, and so I want to encourage you to grab a Bible, open it up to Mark chapter 12, those words I just read, Mark 12, 41 through 44. And as you're turning there, just to give you a little context uh, for why, why are we talking about giving this week, and we'll talk uh, about uh, giving next week. I'm excited. Derek's going to uh, share with us about the generosity of God as well next week, so I encourage you to be here. Um, but for several years now, uh, in the month of November, we have kind of set aside this time to really to give thanks. You know, as we're approaching Thanksgiving, it's appropriate for us uh, as the people of God, to give thanks to God for what he's done in our lives and in our community here at Apostles. And so every year we, we set aside this time just to reflect on God's goodness to us. Uh, and it's natural that as we reflect on his goodness that we would want to praise him, that we would want to worship him, that we would want to give thanks and honor him. One of the great truths of scripture is that gratitude begets generosity. Uh, that when we are mindful of all that we have, all that we've been singing about this morning, for example, all that we have in Jesus, uh, that it actually moves us towards this posture of being more generous uh, and giving because we worship a giving God. And so <clears throat> uh, this morning, I want to encourage us to, to enter into this season together and ask the Lord to remind us as we reflect on his goodness of all that he's done for us and all that he's done for our church. Some of our life groups uh, this week, as we lead up to Thanksgiving, are uh, going to be having Friendsgivings, uh, getting together just to, to celebrate and give thanks. Uh, some of you will be gathering, you know, obviously with family, uh, and have family coming in town to, to celebrate Thanksgiving. I just want to encourage you uh, to take advantage of this moment. Take advantage of this moment to reflect on and to give glory to God over this season. Um, you know, this kind of inaugurates the craziness, the hecticness of, uh, of this time of year, and, and we can kind of get caught up in it. And just to, just to wait on the Lord and to pause and consider all that he's done, and then to give God glory. So I want to say share. Share what God's done for you uh, with other people. Share with people in your life group. Share with people in your family. Give him glory uh, because gratitude begets generosity. Uh, so I want to encourage us to do that. It'd be one great way you could express your gratitude to God over the next week and a half or so. The other thing I want to encourage us to do is to express our gratitude to the Lord through giving to his church, and specifically by giving to his local church, the uh, Church of the Apostles here, uh, this family that we're a part of. Uh, as followers of Jesus, 
What we want to do is we want to declare our love and our allegiance to Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord, with all that we are, with everything uh, that's a part of our lives, and that includes our finances. And so we want to we want to take a few moments and just kind of look at and consider how our finances actually reflect the Lordship of Jesus in our life and our love for Him, uh, and how He wants to take our generosity and multiply it to the blessing of others and to the proclamation of the gospel. So that's what we're we're praying for and looking for. Uh, I was so grateful for. Uh, Peter Waring sharing last week, uh, it, just, it was really encouraging to hear his journey, I would call it a journey uh, of giving for, for Elizabeth and him. And just as he talked about his journey, starting that journey kind of with this discovery that giving is just a part of what it means to be a faithful follower of Jesus. It's just part of the way we follow Christ. And then to talk about how we can look to the word for guidance on, on why that is and, and how to walk in faith. And just that that was a journey of him growing uh, in that over the years, learning to trust God more and more and more, and through that giving more and more and more. And so I, I hope you found that encouraging because no matter where we are on our journey, we're all kind of walking this out and learning about this together. So I know sometimes talking about money can cause anxiety. And especially if this is, if this is like your first Sunday at Apostles, you're like, oh no, I picked the wrong Sunday to visit. But I, I really hope this encourages us. I was so encouraged last week. I hope this encourages you this week. I hope you're encouraged next week uh, because the reality is that we have so much in Christ, so much to be grateful for. You can never outgive. God, as Peter said last week. And so we want to talk about that. We want to talk about money. And actually what I want us to do is I want us to look at what Jesus has to say about money. And this one particular passage I think is really helpful, Mark chapter 12. And so I just want to go through it kind of verse by verse and look at it and and make some observations and, and see what we can learn from Jesus when it comes to finances and giving. So verse 41, look there with me. It says, Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. So fascinating. Just a little picture into Jesus' kind of daily life. He's sitting there off to the side. So this is in the temple, right? This is in Jerusalem. And this is where the the Jewish people would come to worship and and to praise God. And so as they're coming into the the interior courts, they would pass through these series of courts, the Gentile court and then the the court of the women. And as they came into those courts, there would be these walls. And between the Gentile court and the women's court, there was a wall. And outside those walls were these uh, treasuries, these these receptacles where you could put your money. And they basically were shaped kind of like big, think of like big stem vases, right? Like they're kind of, they're described as being like trumpets. Right? And so they were kind of narrow at the top, and then they get really big at the bottom. And so people would enter into the, the temple, and as they're coming in, they would drop coins into the treasury. And so Jesus is here, and he's kind of just, he's, he's like camped out off to the side. And he's just, he's just kind of sitting back and just watching as people come in and put coins in. And supposedly, the way these things were made, you could tell, it's interesting, you could tell how much someone was giving by the sound, right? It made dink versus dink, 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 right? Lots of money given, very little given. So there's this whole kind of ceremonial aspect. So Jesus is just taking all this in, and he's watching all of this. And and Jesus uh, is interested, this is what stands out to me, he's interested in what's happening there. He's very interested in people's giving. He's watching them give. 
And so I think, just stepping back from this, I think that highlights something that's, that's really important, that Jesus actually cares about our giving. He really cares about our finances. He cares about money. This is important to Jesus, and so that means it, it should be important to us. So it's important to Jesus. Now, just thinking about that scene, right, like, uh, it might kind of hit you as off-putting, right, <laughs> that Jesus is sitting over there kind of like watching everybody give their offering, uh, you know, for example, if I stood up here, you know, if I, if I kind of got up here where I could see the offering plate, and I kind of stood, and as it's going around, I'm just like, mm-hmm, you know, just giving you the, you know, just, I mean, how would that feel? It, would, it wouldn't feel good, right? It'd feel kind of awkward. And so we, we, it kind of taps into, I think, to this kind of dynamic that we have that, that man, you know, money, it, it's kind of a private thing. And now Jesus is, he's getting, he's, he's kind of putting his nose in their business, right? And I think we can feel that way too when it comes to money. Our finances are private. We don't like people asking us probing questions about our money. And so here is Jesus messing with us. He's getting into our business. I remember, uh, you know, Langley and I lived in Tanzania for several years as missionaries. As part of that, we had to do some fundraising. And with the fundraising, we had to put together a, a very detailed personal budget because we wanted people who were considering giving us to be able to see how we were going to use all the funds that they might be considering to give. And I remember, you know, like how awkward that felt, right? You know, and it wasn't because we had anything to kind of hide. It was because here is like some strangers and sometimes, but even harder, people who knew us really well going through with a fine-tooth comb kind of how much money we spend on entertainment, how much money we spent on personal hygiene products, how much money we spent on vacation, right? So it just, it, just it, it, it's, it feels intrusive, right? Because money, finances, is this kind of private area. But Jesus says that what we do with our money, as far as he's concerned, is not private. There's no such thing when it comes to the Lord and our money, and our finances. It's, it's actually not private, and it very much matters to the Lord. It mattered to Jesus. In fact, Jesus taught on money a fair amount. The Bible has a lot to say about money. In fact, I would encourage you maybe over the next week or two just to take a few minutes and, and just look through Scripture. You can use a website, just search for money in Scripture and see how many verses come up. And just read and see what God's Word actually teaches about finances but God has a lot to say about money. And if he's the Lord of our lives, then we shouldn't be surprised that he wants to be the Lord of everything in our lives, including our money. And so Jesus cares about our finances, but why does he care about our finances? Right? He cares, but why does, why does he care? Why is he sitting there watching all these people go in and dink, put their coins in the treasury? Look at verse 41. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. Now, I, I, I think for this to have its full effect, I, I, we kind of have to pretend like we don't know what happens next, right? Because there's Jesus. He's sitting there. He's watching rich people giving large sums. A poor widow comes up. She puts two coins in. And so just in that moment, that kind of pregnant moment, what we see is Jesus seeing rich people making big gifts, and we see a poor widow who basically throws in the equivalent of about 50 cents into the offering. 
And Jesus sees this as a teachable moment. And so he, he says to his crew, hey, you guys, come, come over here. Y- y'all come, I want to sh- show you what I'm seeing here. And so he says to them, uh, he says, truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box, for they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Now, immediately, when Jesus says this to, to them, uh, again, it's messing with us. It's messing with how we think about money. And it would have messed with how they thought about money. See, Jesus thinks about money completely differently than we do. Completely differently. So, for example, we tend to think, uh, even in the church, the more money, the better, right? Lack of money, bad. Lots of money, good, right? Like, I mean, you know, it's kind of intuitive. And here, Jesus is in a position, right, where you would think, yeah, more money, good, right? He's trying to get this global venture off the ground. He needs some seed money. He needs some major investors for this Jerusalem church plant that's going to sweep across the world, right? This is how we think. And so we, or Jesus said, oh, he's going to call over his crew. He's going to say, look, I want you guys to get out a notepad. I want you to take down names. Anybody you see that's going big gifts in the offering, I want you to follow up. This is our strategic plan for developing and growing givers so that we can really get this thing going. This is, you know, this, this is how we think, right? This is, this is what the church so often does. And Jesus, he doesn't say any of that to them. That's not how he's thinking about it. He thinks completely differently than we do. He doesn't even look and say, look, you want to know who really loves the Lord? Look who's given the most. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that because he doesn't think that. Jesus thinks about money completely differently than we do. And so what he says is this widow, I mean, get your head around this. This widow gave more than anyone else. What are you talking about, Jesus? She gave 50 cents. How is it that she gave more than anyone else? How is that possible? How is that possible? What is he talking about? He says exactly what he's talking about. He says, because she gave out of her poverty. She gave out of her poverty. She has put in everything, everything she has, all she has to live on, just in case we were wondering what everything meant. (laughs) Jesus says she gave everything. See, for Jesus, it's not about the amount of money you give. It's not. And again, that's hard for us to understand. It's not about the amount of money. It's about the heart. That's what he's looking at when he's sitting there by the treasure. He's looking at hearts. It's about who we are and who we are becoming in Christ. He's looking at the heart. Here's a a shocking fact. God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need a lot of coins in the receptacle at the treasury. He doesn't need our money. Jesus cares about finances because he cares about our souls. Let me just say that again. He cares about our finances because he cares about our souls. He cares about our hearts. And so radical generosity like this widow's is the mark of faith. It's a mark of faith in the life of a Christian. 
And I think that's really important to notice here. That's what Jesus sees. It's a mark of faith. It's not about the amount. And when we think about you know, marks of faith, so if I just said, hey, what's the mark of a, of a healthy, growing Christian? Mark of faith. You, you know, oh, prayer life, for sure. Worship. You know, reading the scripture, daily time with the Lord, uh, sound doctrine, you know, proclamation of the gospel with, to the lost. You, know, you, you could come up with an all godly, holy character. You know, all these things you could say. But I wonder how often do we think in terms of mark of faith, mark of the Christian life, your budget. Right? How often do we think a mark of faith is the way we manage our money? as followers of Jesus. Did you know a budget is a spiritual document? Every penny that God's given you, how you use it is a spiritual decision. And so what what this represents is is a, a window into our hearts for Jesus. Our finances represent a window into our hearts. I think this is why, for example, the New Testament never instructs us on a specific amount of money to give because it's about the heart. There are lots of tithes and offerings mentioned in the Bible. For example, in the Old Testament, there's, there's lots of tithes. That's where we get this idea of the 10%. And I just want to encourage you, 10% is good. It's a good goal if you're not there, and if, if that's where you're starting, it's a good starting point. But it's not about the 10%. It's not about numbers. That 10% is not ever mentioned in the New Testament. And so if we want to cling to numbers, I think we're missing the point about what we are called to be and to do. Because we can play games with numbers, right? <clears throat> but it's not about the number. This is about the heart. This is about God's radical generosity towards us and our radical response and love for him. This is about fulfilling the greatest commandment. Love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. What does this widow's gift reveal about her heart is the question. And what it reveals is she was all in on God. She was all in on the Lord. To give sacrificially like she does she has to believe at least two things. One, she has to believe that everything she has comes from him. That first Chronicles 29, everything in the heavens and your earth is yours, O Lord. This is your kingdom. All that I have is yours. She has to believe that. And second, she has to believe that God will provide, that God will absolutely provide. She says that she gave everything she had, everything, because she trusted God would provide. She didn't put in one coin, right? She put in both coins. I think it's so interesting. I found in my own life that I'm really good at coming up with reasons to not give as much as I could. So often, I don't give more because I'm hedging my bets. Well, I've got two coins. I'll put one coin in, and I'll hold on to one coin, just in case, right? Just in case. I'm, I'm going to hedge my bets, and I'm just going to kind of make sure, God, I believe he'll provide, but just in case you don't, let me hold on to the second coin. See, this is about the cost of discipleship. It's about living daily, moment by moment, in every area of our life, placing God's kingdom and God's values above the world's and our own. And so for Jesus, this is, this is all about 
the heart, our hearts before the Lord. He cares about our finances because he cares about our hearts. Let me close with this. As you think about your finances and your giving commitment here at Apostles for the year ahead, and we've, we've got lever, letters and giving cards out there. You can go online and, and, and make your pledge. I want to encourage you, before you take any action, uh, to set aside some time to talk with the Lord about your money. I don't know what the Lord's calling each of us to give, but the Holy Spirit does. And so I want to encourage you to ask the Lord, what would you have me commit to? What would you have me give? And then pray about that, and then talk about it with your spouse if you're married. Or, or maybe even bring it up in your life group and say, hey, you know, let's talk about this. Let's talk about what God's doing and done in the life of our church and, and how he's blessed us. And what, what would it mean to give sacrificially, to give generously to the Lord? And just talk through that. And I want to encourage you to allow God to lead you in this heart process and let it be reflected in your finances. You know, just what's interesting to me about um, this woman is we're never told what motivates her to give that day. It's, it's implied, I think, but we're never told. And, and here's the thing. I, I just, <clears throat> I have to confess this, um, that I, I, I originally wrote a version of the sermon that was really heavy on vision. All the things we're going to do in, in 2032, and all the reasons you should be excited about being a part of what God's doing here at Apostles. And, and then I was studying this, and I realized, you know what? She did not give because she heard some compelling vision from the temple for 34 AD, right? <laughs> she did not give because she was moved by some charismatic leadership or personality or grand plan for programs. She didn't give for any of those reasons. And, and let me just say, God has given us an incredible vision here at Apostles. And God is doing amazing things. And I do think he's got some exciting stuff for us in the year ahead. But like this woman, the reason that we give is, is the same reason she gave on that day. She gave to God out of her love for God, full stop, because of who he is and what he'd done in her life. She gave to God because he was her refuge and her strength, the defender of widows. That's her God, and that's who she gave to. She gave out of love. She gave out of faithful obedience. She took all her chips, and she pushed them to the middle of the table, and she said, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in. That's why she gave. That's why Jesus pointed to her and said, this is remarkable. This is beautiful. So I want to give you two questions just to pray through this week. If you want to snap a picture of these or jot them down or make a note in your phone, I encourage you to do that. What do my finances reveal about my heart before the Lord? What are my finances showing me and telling me about my heart? And then second, what does my giving say about my discipleship to Jesus? What does my giving say about my discipleship to Jesus? Ultimately, we are here as a church family, and we give because of this God who is our refuge and our strength, who is our deliverer, our savior. He is our Lord. And so we give back to him with grateful and joyful hearts, all that we are and all that we have for his glory.
and for his kingdom. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope this resource has been helpful to you. If you have questions or are just looking for more information, you can check out our website at apostleshouston.org.